Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the facebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there under a granny blanket, because it's just so cold, you know. I just feel the chill in my bones. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. I did not say that. Like it is cold. It's just you know, sometimes you just feel a chill. Is there a chill through the air? Is it just chill? Like is somebody leaving a window open? Dude, it's like it's sixty-six degrees in here. That's not never right. Okay, well it's probably fifty-seven. It's freezing. Uh, I just don't think that's right. I think it's probably like seventy. My hands are about negative 40 right now. Seems like a you problem. Yeah, Today is. is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. 64 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1034. 1034, 1.034. The whip for Nolan Ryan is Lester's Texas Rangers career. 1.034 uh, wins or walks and hits per innings pitched. The whip. Whip. On today's show, friends. We got this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. We will uh, talk with him about all things uh, recruiting in the state of Texas. Uh, then we're going to tell you a little bit about our Booster Club Spotlight presented by our friends at All Star Inflatables. Got the first one up this week. And then back half of the show, due to popular demand, he's in popular demand by Matt Wells of Texas Tech. But Craig Way will join us. Uh, uh, normally he's with us on Tuesdays. Today he's with us on Wednesdays, and you can just deal with it. Deal with it. We demand that we bring you the way. That's what we're doing. Do we have first four through the door? Pickle? Uh, yes, we sure do. It was uh, Rob Hadaway, Alan Shepard, Eric Gonzalez, and Andrew Christensen. Welcome in, fellas. Hi, friends. Uh, yes, a lot to get to, so you will need to uh, hang with us. We've got a big show on tap. Starting off with... Recruiting. Uh, the recruiting world never sleeps. Nobody knows that better than Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete, our recruiting analyst. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at GPowerScale. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. And every week he joins us on Wednesdays to talk all things recruiting in the state of Texas. Uh, no different this week where we got a lot to talk about. Here's our conversation with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete for this week in recruiting on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is this week 
in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting. Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowers. Scout, follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter. This is, of course, presented by our friends at Chicken Express. Powers, how are you, man? Good, man. I can tell you, I've been eating a lot of Chicken Express, too. I mean, at least two times a week. Chicken Express tenders yeah. pack. I go for the four, not the three. I got to have four of them. And I like a side of mozzarella sticks and the 44-ounce sweet tea. That's what I got to have. I got to have all 44 ounces of the sweet tea. I respect the sweet tea. Interesting choice on the mozzarella sticks. I don't think I've ever had their mozzarella sticks, and I may be I may be fixing that this afternoon. Yeah. They are excellent. Okay. A lot to get to, not just mozzarella sticks, although I, I would love to spend another 30 minutes breaking that down. <laughs> oh, me too. Uh, a lot of recruiting <laughs> news across the state uh, to get to. We're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, go to Houston, to Houston straight Jesuit uh, tackle Max Merrill, uh, who picked up an offer this week from Texas. Uh, big kid, 6'4", 275. Uh, this is a guy that you would probably categorize as, uh, you know, we put uh, prospect on the rise certainly counts because this is a guy that I think suddenly has garnered a lot of interest. No doubt. He picked up an offer from the Texas Longhorns this week. And he, as you know, we've been covering this very closely over the past few weeks. Texas is in the hunt to find another offensive tackle in the class of 2021. They've made a couple, you know, three, four offers here over the last month or so. Max Merrill is the latest one of those. And to be honest, we've looked at some pretty uh, impressive prospects over the last few weeks. But Merrill might be one of these guys who has a, a true high upside to stick at tackle. He's listed at only 6'4", 275, but he's a true 6'4", long arms, 275 pounds, uh, moves really well. Uh, and I think he has, you know, a very high ceiling. He's got 39 offers now. And he's one of these guys, if you would have had a chance to see him possibly in the camp and combine setting, he might be in that Texas top 100 right now. I don't think he is on any of the lists yet. But he has 39 offers, and a lot of those are also coming from Ivy League schools. And it was interesting listening to him talk about his recruitment because he said he's looking for a place to go play football. He wants to play for a good football program. But, oh, by the way, it also has Okay, let's stay in the private school ranks uh, with our commit of the week, although not in the UIL. We're going to Dallas Parish Episcopal, where their defensive end, Jaden Jones, has pulled the trigger. He is committing to SMU, another big commitment for the Mustangs. Uh, the uh, Mustangs beat out teams like Illinois, Kansas, Washington State for his um, for his services. Uh, defensive end, at the the measurables are really fun at 6'4", 225, rather. Uh, the athleticism really pops off the page here. Yeah, he's one of those guys. who He actually played for Pantigo Christian last year. It's not a team that I'm super familiar with, but he was abusing kids on a highlight tape. That's all I can say. I don't know exactly what uh, competition level that they're playing week in and week out and which private school teams that they were matching up against, but he was dominating dude. So, I mean, seeing him chasing down running backs, quarterbacks in the open field was very impressive. He moves really well. Uh, and if you'll recall, he was a commitment to North Texas early on in the recruiting process. I think they were his first offer, but he backed off that pledge as he picked up offers from schools, you know, like I think uh, Colorado extended him an offer, Arizona, Washington State, Illinois, Kansas. So SMU's beaten out another P5 program for a prospect in the Dallas area uh, who has a high upside and, you know, could play at the P5 level, but he's not. He's, he's opting to stay home and try to make – an impressive SMU program, even more impressive. And, of course, he'll be joining his teammate Preston Stone from Dallas Parish Episcopal 
at the next level uh, at SMU. Yeah, a lot to like about this kid, and a lot to like about the way that SMU's 2020 class, one class rather, is coming around uh, as they pick up a commitment uh, from now Dallas Parish Episcopal defensive end, Jay. Let's move on to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is a guy we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I seem to recall talking about this very topic. Porter from Memorial 2022 cornerback Jalen Gilbo uh, has committed this week, and I recall us having a conversation about him narrowing down a top three or a top five, and us kind of saying, oh man, kind of remarkable that, that there's no Texas in his, uh, in his list. Lo and behold, here we are a couple of weeks later talking about Jalen Gilbo, Texas commit. What happened? Surprise, surprise. Um, you know, we thought that Texas was in a good spot. Landon was really surprised that they weren't on his top five list, so he did release that top five. It was Texas A&M, uh, Alabama, um, I think LSU maybe, and then a, a couple of real surprises from far away from home, Oregon and Penn State. Uh, but he did opt to stay closer to home, and he committed to the Longhorns. And, you know, it's a huge pickup. He has a chance to be one of the top uh, – Definitely probably a top 25 prospect in the class of 2022. He's a very versatile defensive back uh, because he'll come up and lay the wood, but he also has the ability to hang with receivers deep down the field in coverage, and, and he's big, you know, six foot, 175 pounds. Uh, so he has that desired measurables that colleges love. I think the one thing that, you know, you, you have to be concerned about if you are a Texas fan, Texas A&M was his first offer. Texas A&M made that top five list. Mm-hmm. Um and and he didn't pick Texas A&M. And you also have to be a little bit concerned that, you know, I don't want to categorize this as a, as a – definitely I'm not trying to say, like, this is a kid you need to watch out for. He's a great football player, seems to be a really good kid. But if, if there's games being played in recruiting, whether it's in on Twitter or with, you know, a little bit of the coaching staff by releasing some of these lists and not including a school that you're going to commit to on it, would that be a, a concern it, that you have to worry about it if you're a Longhorns fan? Will Jalen Gilbo still be – looking around and how serious could this commitment be if he wasn't taking the first part of this serious. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case here, but just maybe something that you continue to monitor and look out for. Texas is going to have to stay on him, make sure they recruit him very hard. February 2022 is a long way away. Conspiracy powers. I like it. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's move on. Wrap it all up with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week, uh, a guy I know we've talked about, uh, a guy on uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, Whataburger Super Team in the the magazine. It is uh, uh, Austin LBJ 2021 safety Andrew Makuba. And he uh, has said he's going to commit uh, at the beginning of October. October 1, he has set his commitment date. Uh, He has 35 offers all over the place. Seems like... Texas, Clemson, LSU seem like they're in the best position. This is a guy who look number one safety in our in in the top in the uh, the Hot 100, uh, the number 29 guy in our Hot 100 overall. Um, what what do what do we read into Andrew Makuba setting this this commitment date? Did you not want to throw Missouri out there, Tep, on this one? I mean, he does have Missouri in that. Top <laughs> I don't. School. I, this is you just me. didn't want you just didn't want to get I'm the hope fatal- up. I'm a fatalist Mizzou grad, and I just think that if it's if it's going to be Texas, Clemson, LSU, and Missouri, there's a clear fourth place there. That's just me. I'm a fatalist. <laughs> I think Texas has a pretty good shot at Makuba. You know, he, he plays at Austin LBJ. It's right in his backyard. You know, um, they're a needed defensive back still in this class, and he's the number one safety in the state. You know, so this is something to really watch out for. What I think will be interesting is, is he does commit to Texas, I think his – 
teammate is committed to Oklahoma. So that's going to create an interesting dynamic right there uh, on defense every week at Austin LBJ as they have uh, possibly, possibly players committed to both Red River rival schools here in a couple weeks. But certainly this is a reason for fans of Austin LBJ and fans of Texas high school football in general to go out and watch these games. If you're in the Austin area, you got to go out and check out Andrew McCuba this year. He's an amazing athlete on both sides of the football. He brings the wood on defense, and he's amazing in the open field with the football in his hands when he's on the offensive side of the ball. And he's a return man, too, so one of the most exciting players in the state. Uh, a guy to keep an eye on there, and Andrew McCuba, as he will be pulling the trigger in about a week. Another guy we always keep an eye on, Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. <laughs> Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Powers, appreciate your time. We will do this again next week. I'll see you all then. There he is, Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1 and see his fine work. Fine in scare quotes. It's 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 pretty good. Texas football. Decent at best. Texasfootball.com slash recruiting is where you can find that. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Let's talk a little bit about the In-N-Out Burger Game of the Week. And it's a big one this week. Mm-hmm. Going down 4 p.m. at at t Stadium in Arlington. Is the Arlington Martin Warriors taking on the Denton Ryan Raiders? It is our In and Out Burger game of the week? A huge showdown uh, to kick off 6A and 5A play across the state of Texas. Of course, it'll be broadcast live on Fox Sports Southwest, part of Texas Football Days. A massive game. Tickets are still available, but the In and Out Burger game of the week, Arlington Martin and Denton Ryan. And as part of the In and Out Burger game of the week, that means that they are going, In and Out Burger is going to honor one scholar athlete from each side. Uh, as uh, and recognize them with a special honor. Uh, on the Denton Ryan side, it is senior wide receiver Keegan Cunningham. Congratulations to him being honored as the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete for Denton Ryan. And on the other side, uh, it's Marquise Evans, uh, the defensive tackle, the senior defensive tackle from Arlington Martin, uh, honored as the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete for Week 1. Uh, congratulations to both of them. Can't wait to see Denton Ryan and Arlington Martin go at it at AT&T Stadium in Arlington as part of the In-N-Out Burger Game of the Week. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Let's go and do this. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Please do it because we uh, we need the help around here to just continue to stay safe as our producer is sneezing. My goodness. Can't believe you. Nice mask, by the way. Oh hush! I, it was the mouth coverage was well executed. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns and uh, the voice of Texas high school football. The co-host of High School Scoreboard Live on Fox Sports Southwest. We are joined by the great Craig Way. And Craig, we are having this conversation 
uh, today instead of yesterday because you were on the phone with Texas Tech coach Matt Wells. What could Texas Tech coach Matt Wells possibly have said that was more important than joining us to talk about nonsense? <laughs> Did I say it was more important? I, I, I'm, I merely pointed out that that was my one opportunity to have a conversation. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> you know, true. That sort of, and by the way, I, I, I heard – Pickle talking about mouth coverings. Did that automatically make you think of me when you're talking about mouth coverings? <laughs> Is that how it works? Uh, I have I, I have seen you in a mask, uh, so that that is, yeah. I suppose that's uh, that that's maybe where it, it, it comes from. But I want to, um, I, but for for this week's visit, I want to kind of go class by class, and I think I have one big question for each classification for you. But we're going to start with the biggest sure. classifications with six A and five A. Uh, 6A and 5A, okay. of course, start this week. Uh, games are going to be played for, for 6A and 5A. And I know that uh, on your show on the Horn, um, you uh, talk with a lot of a lot of the big-time coaches around the Austin area uh, about getting going. A lot of them are, are 6A and 5A coaches. In talking with them this week and, and, and in the leading-ups, what have you heard from them about the challenges of starting late or, or things like that? Or is it just a matter of itching to get on the ball field? It depends on who you visit with. And, and you know, Tep, I remember having this conversation, not, not this particular conversation, but another type of conversation that made me think of the, it depends on which coach you visit with. I remember when we were talking about realignment back a couple of years ago, and Hank Carter at Lake Travis was of the mindset of, I would just as soon uh, play all district games. Start with, with with week one. I don't care. Let's play ten district games. Let's go. And then you visit with Todd Dodge at Westlake, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of like having a non-district game or two. That sort of thing." So, in yesterday visiting with Hank Carter, I asked him a, a very similar question about that. He was kind of pleased, really, almost or or relieved a bit that they are not playing this week, and that had to do with cancellations and things like that. Because remember, originally, the non-district schedule for Lake Travis, they were going to open with Arlington Martin again. And, of course, we know where Martin's going to be on Friday. They'll be at AT&T Stadium. And so, of course, that got shoved aside in the original uh, reworking of schedules and then a follow-up reworking of schedules. And so they don't play until next Thursday when they take on Westwood High, the Round Rock School District. And he said... He thinks that's a good thing for his guys. They've got some guys banged up, and uh, most notably his quarterback, Nate Yarnell. And, and, and by the way, you'll get a kick out of this, Pep. He said, yep, I think we're going to just completely cancel the second practice of fall practice because each of the last two years he's lost his starting quarterback to injury on the second practice of fall practice. So he said, I think we're just going to skip that going forward you know, next year. Uh, but they do expect to have Nate Yarnell back in a few weeks. So uh, he probably won't miss more than a game or two uh, based on uh, based on the, the injury and the recovery and on the fact that Lake Travis doesn't even play its first game until next week. So he said they scrimmaged the other night. He said, we weren't ready to play a game, and we probably aren't ready to play a game this week, and they have a scrimmage against Cedar Ridge this week. Then you contrast that to Todd Dodge, who we had on the program this morning, and they are just chomping at the bit to get on the field and play a game. And, and, you know, they had the by now well-chronicled journey of three different opponents. It was supposed to be South Lake Carroll uh, at uh, the Texas football days. That didn't happen, obviously. got wiped out on the first thing. Then there was this, this, uh, this real uh, journey, a uh, real nomadic 
journey that they had with Highland Park. They were going to play at Highlander. Mm -hmm. Then they were talking briefly about playing at AT AT&T State. They were talking about playing at SMU. And then that didn't happen. And then it was going to be Globe Life Park in Arlington. And he said on the air this morning, Randy Allen went out to Globe Life Park, walked around, called Todd back and said, Todd, I don't think I really want to play this game here. I went out there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There's no breeze at all there at Globe Life Park. And I think our teams will just melt. And, and, and he said, I don't know if, if Coach Allen expected me to argue. He goes, I'm in a position not to argue with anybody this year. We want to play. So, so then it was going to be back at Highlander. And then, of course, Highland Park had its, its bout with COVID cases. So that game gets wiped off the books. And he said five minutes after finding out he didn't have Highland Park on the schedule more, he had, a, he had an opponent. Five minutes after. Picked up the phone, called Church Clemens. They're coming in the Shap Stadium uh, on Friday night. And he said they're just happy they have a game. He said nothing's promised. He said we want to give our kids as many games as possible and uh, so that's you know two kind of different viewpoints of it from from the two premier 6a programs here in the greater austin area so let's now matriculate down to 4a and and i said something on football friday and i want to see if if you are going to back me up on this which is and which is a dangerous position to 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 put you in but (laughs) i made the comment that based on what we know right now and looking at the resumes that 4A Division One, you have to say it goes through Argyle. Um, they're, the, of course, the number one team in our, in our rankings uh, at, at in 4A Division One. Uh, you know their their resume, especially now uh, with a win over Waco La Vega, I think solidifies themselves as the team to beat in 4A Division One. Do I have your back on this? And so, do you want to make Lane Passes fans mad too? No, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you on it. I think it does. I think Argyle has beaten the comers. Uh, to this point, and they've established themselves that it's not to say Lamb Passes isn't a legitimate contender because they are. And as you mentioned on the high school scoreboard live last week, don't kick dirt on La Vega yet. Uh, I think they're they're a legitimate contender. I think Port Lavaca Calhoun can be a serious threat, or Cal Allen, or some of the other teams that we've discussed. Uh, you know, for a Division One, I. I think there's some other teams that we can mention in in all of that conversation. But at the top of the list, I, I am in agreement with you. I think Argyle is still the team to beat. That Craigway one on Twitter, if you want to get to him too. Uh, it's Craigway, the Texas Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday. It's t- today's Wednesday. Don't worry, don't just your calendar uh, on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Okay, then 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 there's the interesting situation developing. I think in three A Division One, in three A Division One. You you have your choice right now that I think the team with the strongest resume maybe or at least most most emphatic resume is probably Brock but you also have to contrast that with Grandview who is of course the two-time defending champs and don't have a resume to turn their nose up at. I would say right now my edge would go to Brock with what they've been able to do but and, and by the way, there's a number of other teams, including Malakoff, including a Wall, including Mount Vernon, is a team to keep an eye on. But do how do you how do you parse that at the top with with a team like like Grandview that does have the the trophies to show for it against a team like Brock that so far has looked the part of, of the number one team? Yeah, I was going to ask you. So what you're telling me is you're thumbing your nose at Dane Yinch, <laughs> if I'm hearing you correctly. Is, is, is that the deal? Okay. I, just, I just want to make sure you know you 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 visited with his sister. You talked to Dane. Yeah. You know what you know what that family's like. Um, no, I, I I understand 
of what you're talking about. And, and here's the other thing we got to factor in. Um, how will teams be affected by unexpected cancellations of games early? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you hope it doesn't that things aren't impacted at the district level later on down the line. And the, and the effect may be minimal or even non-existent once they really get going in district play and so on and so forth. But but every game that's taken away from you, uh, it, it, it kind of, you know, it raises that issue. You know, we were talking about you know, West Oregon Stark. Perhaps uh, in, any rumors that folks might have had about their demise might have been a little exaggerated. Uh, but Lampasas is going to go three weeks before they can play another game. Uh, we were talking about the McCarthy's not getting an opportunity, although they've got some tough opponents coming up. And I think the same thing, obviously, with Grandview unable to play Glen Rose last week. So that rolls through your mind. But if things normalize, which is really a high-risk thing to say in this day and age, but if it but if it normalizes at all during district play, then then I think you're talking about those being the top two teams, and they would be teams that would ultimately collide. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you could kind of take your pick on either one of those. Uh, down to the 2A ranks, um, I kind of made a, a, a similar announcement and proclamation on on Friday in the 2A Division One ranks about Shiner. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was just buzzing off of them going on the road, turning the ball over seven times and still beating uh, a state-ranked, uh, you know, a, a really good state-ranked East Bernard team. Um, and obviously there's a team within their own region in Refurio that is going to have something to say about it. I am starting to view them in the same way that we were talking about Argyle as like, they're beat, they're probably beatable, but somebody's going to have to do it for me to believe it at this point. Uh, are, are you in the same boat with, with, with the Comanches at, into a division one? I am. And the, and the resume would bear that up. Now that said, if, if, if we could say right now, you're going to look, you know, whatever, uh, 10 weeks down the road or whatever, or, uh, to, or to quarterfinal level, what's the most anticipated game or third round or whatever down, down the road that you might have or second round. And, uh, and you'd have to say a, a, uh, China Refurio rematch would probably stand right at the top of the list. You'd have to be excited about thinking about that sort of thing. The, the added wrinkle, and we've talked about this uh, on the television show is Refurio being the road warriors that they are this year. Sure. So that kind of adds to the subplot. So they're not going to be cowed by wherever or whomever they play. That's always been the case with the Bobcats. But I think you can make the same case with Shiner going on the road and beat East Bernard last week in over to, in overtime and surviving the eight turnovers. So that's that's what makes a, a potential rematch all the more enticing were those two able to get together. And I think a lot of people think it is going to happen at some point and finally craig uh you are going to be we're not gonna we're not gonna be together on friday night for we're, we're breaking up um uh, you you will be at at&t stadium in craig's arlington. probably pumped yeah i know he is but uh <laughs> you're gonna be at at&t stadium in arlington on the call for the pair of uh Texas Football Days games, uh, Arlington Martin and Denton Ryan uh, in the early game and then Longview and Temple uh, in the nightcap. Uh, I know you want to save the good stuff for the broadcast, so tune in to Fox Sports Southwest. But maybe is there a matchup that you're going to have your eye on for each of those games uh, that, you are, that you're, you're particularly going to be, be focused on as far as telling us what, what we're going to be looking at? I think you can look at it in two different ways, Tim. Mm-hmm. In the first game, the the, the uh, Ryan Martin game, it's a playmakers 
type of game. Yeah. So we know about Billy Bowman Jr. and, and Jatavian Sanders on the one side for Ryan, and then and then uh, obviously uh, with Maurice Blackwell for for Martin. I think it's a playmakers kind of game. You're going to have that on the one side. Then in the second game, I'm curious to see which team's uh, first time starting quarterback steps to the fore because we're going to see two quarterbacks for Temple. We're going to see two quarterbacks for Longview in the game because both head coaches, Scott Stewart at Temple and, and John King at Longview, told us on uh, on our Zoom chats with them this week, they said no one guy has really stepped up and just absolutely taken over the position that it's mine. And in the case of Longview, not only are you are trying to replace Haynes King, you're doing it with two sophomores. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see that. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be high school football, but it's kind of an Oprah Winfrey version of high school football. You get a quarterback, and you get a quarterback, and you get a quarterback, and you get a quarterback. We're going to see a lot of quarterbacks in that second game. He's Craig Way, and then after he's done with that, he's going to get in his truck, and he's going to drive the – well, Google says it's four hours and 48 minutes. I've driven with you, so it'll be a cool four um, to Lubbock to call Longhorns and Red Raiders on the Longhorn Radio Network, the uh, IMG College – or Learfield IMG College Radio Network. Uh, and, yeah, Craig, uh, I will miss you desperately, but uh, I know you'll have a good time, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking before that. Just – Keep distance from Renner, you know, on the set. You'll, you'll need to do that. <laughs> I, will, I will certainly do that. Take care, pal. Bye, Craig. All right, we'll see you. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday Wednesday. You Texas almost said Tuesdays. I know, Tuesdays Wednesdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Close enough. We're, we're inching closer and closer to making really that an aren't. actual thing. We really aren't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I create the bits around here. You know that. I am eh, the bit master. Debatable. Uh, anyway, appreciate Craig hopping on with us. He's got a busy, busy week. He's going to be a busy boy. Yeah. Cool. He's going to go. What time's that tech, Texas game? Uh, I, I think it's okay. It's either going to be at one thirty or six thirty. I think is what they said. Um, or is that? Let's. Or see. is that the TCU game? That might be the TCU game. Okay, Let then two thirty. Let's see. According to this, it's they, a day game. Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty kick on Fox. Uh, and so. Consider this, that he is basically going to call three football games in 24 hours. That's why he's the GOAT. Three football games in 24 hours in two different, two different parts of the state. Yes. In DFW multiple, yeah. and South Plains. He's a crazy person. Anyway, appreciate Craig Way taking a little bit of time for us. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, this was a point that uh, Landon Sams brought up when we were talking about in 6A and 5A about like the differing opinions on coaches wanting to play district game or non-district games and stuff and I think he brings up a really good point he was like they in his opinion they need the reps because like look at like the NFL this weekend Mm -hmm. about how many people got injured I can that was a good point that I didn't super think about sure no and I think that's that's a that's a a, an important point um and it, especially in the high school ranks where you, they haven't even had as much practice as we Mm-mm. thought they were. I mean, you think about all the spring practices and the, and the summer workouts and, and then you know, yeah, what, realistically on three weeks practice, in right? like full. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, look, I'm excited about it. There's uh, check out uh, Matt Stepp's Twitter account for all the latest movements. We also have a, another phenomenon that's going on there. And I just want to kind of get people a heads up on is down in the Houston area. And I, don't have to tell people that's down in Southeast Texas, but uh, tr- I guess it's tropical depression, tropical storm, something. They're calling it beta, beta, yeah. beta because we ran out of English letters. 
uh, or whatever you call it, not English letters. <laughs> um, this is Greek letters. Uh, so beta, and it's dumping a lot. It sounds like it sounds like the the wind. It's not like hurricane problem, right. but like there's just a ton of rain. Yeah, and so there is a lot of. Um, a lot of a lot of rain down there, and so you're seeing a number of games getting moved around in the Houston area, including a number of games in the six eight five A ranks that are getting changed to scrimmages. Yeah, and part of that, from what we understand, is that there just hasn't been enough time to practice this week and maybe last week. That like coaches are like, look, like why don't we kind of pull the brakes back, like pull you know pull pull the emergency brake a little right. bit, right? Because realistically, if you don't have an indoor facility. Like, even yeah. the practices the past two weeks have been like, okay, we can go out there and, like, fight the rain, but... So, you're mm. seeing you're seeing that a lot. You're seeing that, uh, not a lot, but you're seeing a fair amount. I know Manville and Dickinson is now uh, a scrimmage. There was another one, I wanted to say, like, I'm going to speak out of turn, but there was another one that in the Houston area that could change to a scrimmage. That's happening, and then you're also getting games moved. I know that, you know, Step talked with John Kay at Galena Park North Shore. Mm-hmm. Big game between Galena Park North Shore and Shadow Creek, scheduled for Friday at Galena Park ISD Stadium. Uh, from what Step said, it's about 50-50 that that thing gets moved to Saturday. It sounds like they're still committed to playing it, mm-hmm. but because of the weather situation, there may be movement n- that just because we can't have nice things. We'll play early, we'll play later. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. So keep an eye on TexasFootball.com. We'll try to keep you as posted as possible for the kind of shifting sands of, of this week's uh, action. The one other thing before we go, I wanted to throw this up. We've talked a lot about this game today, or these two yes. games, but just don't forget that you can go buy your tickets now. And a you reminder. Have to do it. Join us in celebrating before. 100 years of UIL Texas High School football. The games are on Friday. This Friday, September 25th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. A pair of games. Craig Way on the call, but 4 p.m., Arlington, Martin, and Denton Ryan. That's a banger. And 8 p.m., Longview and Temple. Uh, it's a doubleheader at AT&T Stadium, kicking off the celebration of 100 years of UIL Texas high school football. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. You, there's also a link on TexasFootball.com. I will say you have to have a ticket before you show up. You have to have a ticket online. There are no walk-up sales. The box offices will be closed. If you're driving in from Temple and saying, I'm going to buy a ticket at the gate, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not <laughs> buying a ticket at the gate. So today. you have to buy them online, SeatGeek.com. There's also a link on TexasFootball.com. Come celebrate 100 years of UIL Texas High School football at AT&T Stadium, a pair of games, Arlington, Martin, and Den Ryan, and Longview and Temple. So tickets are good for both games, by the way. So, yes. There is that. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, cool. instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Craig Way for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle. Oh, and Greg Powers, I guess, too. That was today, right? <laughs> Something like that. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.